Yeah, we were watching a woman's marriage crumble. Florida's so fucking bananas with the toilet paper. There's a lot of people I hate on that Yale list, I gotta admit. Welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I don't know if we're going to number these. I say we number them. Episode 312 of the show, the fucking COVID-19 emergency version. Um, there's nothing really There's nothing really happening in the world except for a pandemic that's um, laying waste to your neighborhood. So... We're just hanging out. We're here. We're talking about movies. I'm, I'm joined now, as I am every week, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Hey, um, yeah. So, like you said, we're, we're doing movies now. Because I after last week's show, I texted Brian and said, you know what? We've done, uh, we've yeah. done like 15 stories and 14 were about, about coronavirus. Yeah. Nobody needs that anymore. No. So, we're just going to do movies Oh, are we supposed to finish that tournament? Oh, yeah. Do you have that? I, I could pull it up. Do you want to do, can we do like let's a, do, let's do a round with, well, why don't you introduce and, our guest? Uh, we'll do, we'll do a round with Okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, we are also joined now by a close friend of the show, somebody you've heard here as a guest and even a co host uh, previously. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Mark the Nomad. Mark, what's up? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, I know you haven't introduced the movie. And I'll save my introduction for that, but uh, I'm in, I'm pretty depressed after watching it. I'm, I'm pretty bummed. It's out. a pretty bad movie, and I'll just um, I'll save it's a pretty it. Crazy movie. I'll save it's yeah. insane. I'll save it. And what was the budget on that movie? A dollar, eighty-seven cents. Yeah, they didn't really have a lot of sense. I could do better, like on my iPhone. Um, they didn't have iPhones back then. What I was going to say is that the last time you were on, Mark. I think yes. was road. We did Swayze. Yeah, this is my second Swayze. So you're basically the the our Swayze correspondent. Yeah, not uh, a good actor. Not a good, not actor. a good actor. Great dancer but in some iconic movies. Great if dancer. You could do Point Break. He's I would beautiful. definitely. Yeah, I would definitely like to do Point Break. We'll do it. We'll do it. Put it on the list. Point Break. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute, uh, Mark. I don't know if you listened last week, but Ed and I were playing off a fiction fictitious NCAA tournament of which schools had the best alums. And you, I don't know if you heard, but your school, the Michigan Wolverines, University of Michigan, they were able to squeak through based on my assistance of reminding Ed and the listenership that Iggy Pop, while he didn't graduate... Attended. Well, I mean, this is just people right. who attended. Right. Attended the university. A lot of people. Right. But I actually pushed for Utah State because the guy who invented the fucking television went to Utah right. State. No, I know. What I'm would we do? Right. What would we do without him? Uh, okay, so Ed, what's let let's run through that before right, we get so to the movie. This is the, the round of thirty two. We're gonna just do a round. Um uh, so Kansas versus Arizona State. Kansas, you had the big dipper, Paul Rudd, Don Johnson. Big cock. Uh, Arizona State had a lot. 
Phil Mickelson, Kate Spade, Jimmy Kimmel, David Spade, James Harden, Al Michaels, Pat Tillman, Barry Bonds, Nick Nolte, Linda Carter, Steve Allen, Reggie Jackson, Linda Ronstadt, Dustin Pedroia, Biff Tannen from uh, Back to the Future, Stephanie Meyer from Twilight, and Scott Peters. So I'm going to weigh in and say that um, I'm going to vote for Kansas here. Based on the fact, and I know I was real hot on Arizona State in the first round, but I'm reminded that um, James Harden attended Arizona State. The guy that shoots a jumper and then kicks his legs out to the nearest oh, fucking great to the nearest fucking defender to d- try to get a foul, or he'll just like fall down in the middle of the court and they'll just, and no one's no, around him. For the Lakers, and the, I mean, Kobe Bryant, that was his whole career. That, no, not not even close, yeah. not even nearly the same thing. But also, I'm not a Corey, uh, Kobe Bryant fan. I mean, R.I.P. But one of my least favorite Lakers of all time. Reggie Jackson was a real piece of shit. Yeah. Fitz Tannen was a bad actor. Twilight yes. is a ripoff awful. of all this awful, awful shit. And Paul Rudd. Awful. Paul bad Rudd. Dude. Okay. Paul Rudd. Kansas. Paul Rudd is amazing. Right. And Kansas moves on. Okay. Um, they move I'm on. I'm a huge Nick Nolte guy, though. I, I can't overlook He's great. Nick Nolte at Arizona State, and I feel like just him in 48 hours. And I like Al Michaels. No, he's amazing. That's, that's yeah. Tough. Go against them, but that's a tough matchup. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you got Scott Peterson and then also a worse human being, James Harden, that went to Arizona State. So, uh, fuck Arizona State. They're out. Now, this was an upset team that really has no chance. Uh, They barely advanced. East Tennessee State, Kenny Chesney, Timothy Busfield versus Vermont. Vermont has the guys from Fish. Uh, John, John Dewey. Goalie Tim Thomas, Martin San Louis, the members of Fish, Seinfeld's wife Jessica, Dirks Bentley, Ben Affleck, Raleigh Massimino, Ryan Rossillo, Mark Boone Jr., who plays the shady copper criminal in every movie. I hate, other than Mark Boone and Affleck, I hated about seven people you named. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Revenge of the Nerds for Busfield. I mean, we're going Busfield? I think. Yeah. Point extra on the violin. Chesney's yeah. still going. I know Chesney, but he, he's um, what's his name? Dirks Bentley's on the other side, and they basically cancel each other out because they both suck. Correct. Yep. True. Uh, Illinois. Uh, Roger Ebert, the YouTube founders, uh, Hugh Hefner, Red Grange, Nick Offerman, Dick Buckus, Larry Allison, Shel Silverstein, Suze Orman. That's bad. Ang Lee, yeah. James Holzauer, Alan mm-hmm. Ruck, I like Cameron Fry, yeah. Donna Mills, Jack Welsh. They are going against Arkansas Little Rock. Derek Fisher out. Derek Fisher. Illinois. Robinson. Illinois moves on. Illinois. Yvonne Illinois Susan. moves on. Yep. Because yeah. one of the funniest tweets I've seen in a long time, I don't know if it's confirmed, but it was a random dude who said he was a producer for an Ang Lee film when he was doing the Hulk. And he said, I got fired from it when I walked into Ang Lee's trailer and he was having butt sex. Wow. Is Ang, Ang Lee's a, Oh wait, with a, do we know with, with what, with didn't the say, opposite sex? Didn't say. I mean, it doesn't matter either way. doesn't matter. Not today. But that's not a, that's not a fireable thing. You know, it's kind of like when, if, well, if, if some, some PA is barging into yeah, the director's knocked trailer. The door. I'm sure he knocked on the door. Sure, he knocked on the door. It's kind of like he should be able to have anal sex when he wants to. He's the director. He's a good director. Um, I would say this though: it's always kind of worse. Like if anybody's ever walked in on you taking a shit, 
It's mm-hmm. always worse for the person that walked in. It's not so bad for the person that's letting it go at the moment. It's much it's worse not, for the person that encounters it. Yeah. But now that we've been stuck in the uh, apartment together, it's yeah. happened to me twice this week. And Shut it's up. Just, it's fucking annoying. Uh, my yeah. Yeah. Like, guys, get yeah. the fuck out. Give me a minute. How are you guys doing on toilet paper? Yeah, no g- big. Give me a minute. Fine. Yeah, fine. I, got I don't go through a ton. I don't either. I'm, I'm on Wipes guy. It's Mad Max. I'm a Wipes guy. It's, it's Mad Max here. You have oh. to get to Walmart at like 7 a.m. But Florida's fucking bananas with the toilet paper. I was making. I was guy, but I but I I, I go the first yeah, run with initial initial. Um, I wanted to make chili. I was making chili the other day, and I went to Trader Joe's, and I got two cans of two kinds of beans. And they're like, oh, no, you're only allowed to get two cans. And I go, yeah, I got two cans. And they're like, no, from all of the beans available, you can buy two cans, not two cans of each kind. And I'm like, well, I kind of need three cans to make a chili. And they're like, sorry. And I'm like, I get it. Okay, I understand. But who's hoarding the fucking beans? You know, there's not a food shortage, people. There's plenty of food. The only reason it's not on the shelves is because you fucking assholes bought it. Okay, go on. What's the next matchup? We, we got Michigan yeah. versus Creighton. Michigan, Madonna, Tom Brady, Lucy Liu, Gerald Ford, Michael Phelps, you don't even need to go Allen through. Greer, you don't even need to go. Uh, Iggy Pop, Jack Kevorkian, In, Kaczynski. Unless you're t- 18, 1893, Chicago World's Fair serial killer, H.H. Holmes. Unless you're about to tell me that um, Wood... The uh, the oh. the <laughs> somewhat sullen black man, I mean, naked black I, man I from the memes. Have, I probably have forty five pictures of Wood. Now. I'm never, I'll never get I sick of him. Lot. I'll never get sick of him. I love him. Uh, unless you're about to tell me that he went to Creighton and then Creighton's going to win the whole tournament. Uh, Michigan moves on. Corver and Paul Silas. Corver so Fox. Yeah, Corver Fox. We know that. Uh, we got the Polar Express guy. Well, that should get us to the sixteen. What Zemeckis? Tom Hanks? No, the guy who wrote the Polar Express, the book. The oh, book. Chris Van Allsburg. Are you about yeah. to? Are you about to get me going on the Polar Express? Because this Polar Express was like a thing when my kids were a kid, and were kids. Yeah, and they're like, hey, oh, my kids love it. the hot chocolate song. And yeah, all but that. hold on, hold yeah. on. They're like, hey, it's Tom Hanks, but he looks like a cartoon, and I'm like, oh, cool. And they're like, but he acted it. He did motion capture, and then they made him look like a cartoon. And he plays all the characters. I'm like, oh, cool. But my question to you is this. If at the end he looks like a cartoon, why not just make a cartoon? Why do you got to go through the whole motion capture thing? Just fucking draw it Walt Disney style and make a goddamn cartoon. If it ends up looking like a cartoon... Why are we motion capturing shit? Yeah, I kind of like no. the uh, Jim Carrey uh, Christmas Carol where they made like all the Jim Carries. I kind of liked it. No, I, yeah, the I haven't seen that. I don't know what that is. They made uh, what's his face do that when he played the dragon um, in the Hobbit movies. The Cumberbatch. I didn't watch movie. any. I didn't watch they any. They motion captured him, and I was like, "Why? Why? Yeah, he's just the dragon. He's a dra- I didn't even know that Cumberbatch like voiced the dragon." Yeah, Get he was smog. Fuck out of here! Didn't know that. I wish I didn't know that. Okay, so what's the question? What's it, what's at stake here? Okay, Boston, you. 
Gina Davis, Howard Stern, so Julianne Moore, Jason Alexander, Faye Dunaway, Emily Deschanel, Alfre Woodard, Olympia Dukakis, Michael Chiklis, Marissa Tomei, Michael Ruzioni, Joan Baez, Jeffrey Ross, Andy Cohen, Mariel Hemingway, Rosie O'Donnell, Craig Bierko, Michaela Watkins, Pee Wee Herman, AOC, it's Martin great. Luther King it's got great. his PhD there, yeah, Jack amazing. Eichel, Psy, uh, rapper Psy. Love Psy. Robert Chambers, the, the preppy killer. And Bill O'Reilly. Uh, yeah. That's a tough. I mean, that could yeah. be a killer. Yep. Overwhelming. Uh, versus, versus Arizona, Bruckheimer, Bob Dole, Gary Shanling, Geraldo Rivera, Christian Wig, Greg Kinnear. That's a real barbell of people right there. Geraldo oh, cancels out Bill. Geraldo, Bruckheimer. There's some pretty bad people. I would have. I would. I would have been in the Wig camp before she showed up in that. Um, imagine the Gal Gadot. Imagine video this so week. I got, through, I got through two celebrities. Oof. I, I I turned it off after the se- second celebrity. I clicked on it because I wanted to look at sure. Gadot, but then yeah. I realized I didn't care. Oh. But the outrage. I I mean. Who who gives a shit? People read us weekly. Like no, it's not. I'm I not. I wouldn't be out. There's nothing people to be angry outraged about. about but just, it's just it it's so cringy. It's so horrible. And you got and it's like, what? How how did you think this was a good idea? Like at some point, somebody's got to be like, hey, you know what? Um, this thing that we're making is bad. Like let's not put it out. But no one said that. But no, no. there's nothing to be outraged about. Uh, so so give, your give it to BU. Give it to BU. Yeah, I think BU still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yale versus Bradley. Bradley comes with Charlie Steiner, Hersey Hawkins, and Kirby Puckett. Yale, Harold Streep, H.W. Uh, Bush, Ed Norton, Paul Newman, John Kerry, Jodie Foster, Clarence Thomas, Paul Krugman, Eli Whitney, Claire Danes, Anderson Cooper, Oliver Stone, Sigourney Weaver, Cole Porter, Paul Giamatti, Angela Bassett, Fareed Zakaria, Jennifer Connolly, Henry Winkler, Dick Cheney, Brett Kavanaugh, Vincent Price, Dick Cavett. There's a lot of people I hate on that Yale list, I got to admit. George W. Bush. Yale's got a lot of bad people. Yeah, a lot of Yaleys. I, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like the Fonz? But Clarence Thomas, yeah, Scumbag. yeah. There's a lot of shitheads on Yale, and who who's the other school that we're talking about? There was somebody I liked there. Uh, Bradley, Bradley, Charlie Steiner. Well, I don't like Charlie Steiner, but um, I mean her uh, or uh, Kirby Puckett. He turned out to be a bad guy, but the dude was five three, and he raked. He was impressive, but he was he was like a, a salter. Well, yeah, but uh, hold on. Not during this is that was after his career that we found out about that during his career. Yeah, during his career, yeah, OJ had a Hall of Fame career. Looking at OJ, if you say is OJ in the good like likable camp or not? No, look at his post career. He's unlikable. He's unlikable. But I'm saying is who's a better alum? And I'm just I'm going to go to bat for Kirby Puckett here. Bad guy, but the dude was five three and morbidly obese, like rotund like a big fat ass and you know what you don't see that in baseball anymore you don't fat guys cannot make the major leagues anymore this guy was a big fat ass he had an ass so big he had the biggest fattest ass and he could rake 
He could go yard yeah, and they he could move too. Yeah, he could run the bases. He could make plays in the outfield. I can't remember what's Bradley University. I don't know what state that is. That's in. I don't care. I like Bradley to move on. Fuck Yale. Fuck the Yaleys. Fuck them all. I'm fine Your thoughts? Bradley. Okay. But I I won't hear. I won't put I won't deal with an argument on the next one. Okay. Virginia versus Maryland. We got Virginia's got Tina Fey, Robert Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, Katie Cork, Edgar Allan Poe, Georgia O'Keefe. Pretty good. Maryland. Ed Daly. Good. Easy. Larry David. Yeah. Jim Henson. Sergey Brin. Kevin Plank. Connie Chung. Goldie Hawn. David Simon. No. The Wire. I mean, that's, King, give, give it to Diane Maryland. Price. Give it to Maryland. Carl Le- Bernstein. Woodward and Bernstein. Larry, Larry David and David Simon. That's, that's all I need. Uh, no one's entertained me more than those two guys. Yeah. But, yeah. And Google, yeah. as much as Sergey Brin's a real douche, Google's kind of important. It True. is. You, you use it a lot. I like Van Pelt, too. I'm a Scott Van Pelt guy. He's okay. That's the only tolerable not, guy I can do on ESPN. He's okay. I'm not a Van Pelt guy, but yeah. He's okay. He's, he's, Maryland beats Virginia. He's better than Rosillo. We got rid of Rosillo's school wherever he went, right? Because that right. guy's unbearable. He, he, was, he was Vermont. Yeah. Uh, Providence versus Florida State. Providence is... God sham God. God sham God. Billy Donovan, John O'Hurley, and Lenny Wilkins. Uh, Florida State's got Burt Reynolds. Uh, yeah. Cheryl Hines. No, I mean... Lee Corso. Yeah. Richard Simmons. Deion Sanders, Paul Gleason. Paul yep. Gleason. Yeah, the principal. Principal. Scott, Scott Stapp. Not so good. Even better. Jim Morrison e- went there even for better. Bit, I think. Hunter S. Thompson, Robert Urich, Faye Dunaway. Um, yeah, give it to give Florida State all the way. FSU. No. Okay, uh, Winthrop versus St. Mary's. St. Mary's has uh, Mahershala Ali. And yeah. Winthrop, the Gales, Andy McDowell, mm, Andy McDowell, underrated babe. I feel like feel like yeah. I didn't realize how hot she was when I was a kid, and now I look back and I see her and stuff, and I'm like, that chick is a babe. Give it to Andy McDowell. I love Mahershala. Also a babe. Yeah, like Mahershala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played for them. So yeah, um, Auburn versus Liberty. Auburn, we know Chuck and. Um. Madison from the most recent Bachelor. Yeah. Tim Tim Cook, Octavia Spencer, Lionel Richie, Frank Thomas, Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) of Captain and Tennille fame, Victoria Jackson uh, versus, oh, but it's against the Liberty Flames. That's Falwell University. That's Jerry Falwell, Sam Ponder, Sid Bream. We gave it, we... Like, we didn't even make it to the second round. Well, because we gave it to Sid Bream for beating out that throw from Bonds. Like, that was that was impressive. But uh, that's as far as they're going to go. Their Cinderella run ends here. Uh, whoever whoever is against Liberty wins. Uh, Rutgers, you got James Gandolfini, Milton Friedman, Natalie Morales, David Stern, Mario Batali, Ray Rice, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Bill Bellamy, Roy Scheider, Callista Flockhart, Jim Valvano, Proz from the Fugees, and Elizabeth Warren at some point versus North Texas, which we Dr. Phil was like a diploma mill. Dr. Phil, Nora Jones, Pat Boone, Don Henley, Mean Joe Green, Larry McMurtry, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Peter Weller, Meatloaf, uh, Thomas mm. Hayden Church, mm. Roy Orbison, Oof. Don Baker. It's I mean, one. it's a tough one. Um, I love Thomas 
Aiden Church from Wings. He's great. He's great. Uh, he's on Divorce. He's amazing yeah. on Divorce. Um, uh, sideways and was Robocop. fantastic. Great. Um, Nora Jones, I would high key have intercourse with. I find her very attractive. I also think John she's Henley, real bad. Don Henley, he's the worst. God, he yeah. sucks. Who are they going? Who are they going against? Oh, Gandolfini. Gandolfini. I think you got to go Rutgers. Rest okay. In peace. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's what we're gonna do, Ed. What? You take Rutgers. I'm gonna take North. Texas based on Thomas Hayden Church, the legend that is Dr. Phil and Nora Jones, who I would high key bang. And, oh, and Peter Weller, Robocop. And then I'm going to, and then we're going to, this is why we have a third person. We got, we got Mark the Nomad here. Mark, be the tiebreaker. You choose North Texas or what was the other one? Rutgers. Rutgers. Peter Weller went where? He went to North Texas. All right. I'm going with Buckaroo Banzai. Whoa. Oh, Robocop. Tiebreaker. Yeah. Wow. All right. North Texas it is. Uh, the Trojans, USC versus Villanova. Now, Villanova. I'll take the other team. Oh, wait. Villanova, yeah. Howie Long, Bradley Cooper, Maria Bello. Toby Banging. Keith. One of the hottest chicks. Toby Keith went to Villanova. That's crazy. That's insane. Uh, USC, George Lucas, Will Ferrell, John Ritter, OJ, legend. Uh, OJ, Neil Armstrong, Forrest Whitaker, John Wayne, who sucked, yeah. uh, Robert Zemeckis, <laughs> Judd Apatow, LeVar Burton, Ron Howard, Frank Gehry, Kira Sedgwick, Daryl Hannah, Timothy Oliphant, Eric Stoltz, Shinzo Abe, America Ferreira, Tom Selleck, Sybil Shepard, John Singleton, Brian Singer, who is bad. Right, bad guy. John, bad. John Carpenter, Dr. Drew, who sucks too. Right. It's got to be USC, though. That is. Hold on. Hard. I put. Come uh, on. I got USC in the fucking Yale category right here. I'm. I like. There's nope. not enough bad in there. I, I, I agree. Uh, There's a lot Brian bad in Singer. there. I, I mean, Ron Howard? Fucking Obi Cunningham. He's great. John Ritter. I'd go USC. If I had to vote, I would go USC. Okay, you get the you get a vote. You two 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 beats one. So USC moves on, even though there are a lot of douches on that list. Gonzaga, which is just I think Stockton, right? Jesuit school. Bobbity boom, Come in here, let me beat you with the belt, son. Blibbity boo. Shelly Crosby. I know you were in that Elvis movie, but I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. <laughs> um versus Colorado. You got Robert Redford, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Goodbye, Gonzaga. Yeah, I gotta Bye, agree. Gonzaga. Fucking Colorado like those South Park guys, they don't get enough credit. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is Jeremiah Trotter again, Don Henley and Bum Phillips. I, I love Bum Phillips. They yeah. only advanced because they were going against Sandusky in the first round. All right. Versus Oregon, Phil Knight, Chuck Palonic, Lindsey Wagner, David Ogden Steers, Howard Hessman, Ben yeah. Hogan, Stephen J. Cannell, a Do- legend. Yeah. I Dan Fowler. Yep. That is an easy win yep. for Oregon. Dr. Johnny Walk. Fever. Yep. Uh, BYU, Steve Young, Mitt Romney, Aaron Eckert, John Hader, a.k.a. Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite, Danny Ainge, Philo Farnsworth. Oh, he was the TV guy. He, oh, invented, BYU. BYU Elizabeth invented the TV. Smart, Jim McMahon uh, versus Hofstra, which is all I can think of is Wayne Cabret. Uh, oh, Coppola. 
Christopher Walken, Robert Dobby, James Kahn, Katie Nolan, Carol Alt, Kahn, Chris Albrecht, and uh, who's this last one? Bernie Made. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me just say something here. Hofstra, what was the first school? BYU. 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 Uh, so I was watching a little bit of The Dark Knight last night, and mm-hmm. Aaron Eckert's in there, and his. His, he's gorgeous, and but his hair is so highlighted in that movie, it's crazy. But then also, imagine the kind of work that goes in to having to shave that chin pussy that he has. That's like, right, you're sculpting. You, I mean, every day. So, I don't, like, I'm not, like, a real hairy hirsute guy. So, I shave in the shower, and I just kind of, I don't have a mirror or anything. I just kind of feel my way around with my offhand, and it's like, oh, do I feel hair here? And I just shave around. But this... Aaron Eckhart, he's got to like do, he's got to have several mirrors. He's got to have like the zooming one. That chin is just so beyond anything. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to, I'm going to put out there. And here's why I'm going to vote for Hofstra, despite Aaron Eckhart's beauty. I believe you left off one Hofstra alum, unless I'm mistaken. I believe that Gary Delabate Baba Booey attended Hofstra University. Mm, I thought he went to like Pace, but I will check. You could be, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Either way. Hofstra is low key kind of loaded. Yeah, either but way. Madoff at the end. Although rough. Bernie Madoff is a, is a bad one. He's a real piece of shit. Uh, that said, I still, Hofstra has my vote in this. Uh, he went to a Delphi. Oh, right, uh, right. Uh, yeah, I think Hofstra's got to advance. Uh, last matchup. Iowa versus San Diego State. So we know Kutcher. Uh, Iowa is Ashton Kutcher, Tennessee Williams, Tom Arnold, Diablo Cody, who I can't stand. Worst writer. She's Gene Wilder. Sorkin level awful. Talk to the hand. We're getting an abortion. Like, what? Horrible. Horrible. George Papadopoulos. Okay. Going to Brad Pitt went to Missouri. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. San Diego State, Raquel Welsh, Mrs. Cunningham, Marion Russ, Gregory Peck, Marshall Falk, Cleavon Little, Julie Kavner, Fred Dreyer, and uh, what's his name? Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Um, Marshall Falk at San Diego State was so fucking dominant. And, you know, it was a pre-internet was time. Three hundo every time. Yeah, it, it was the late night ESPN. You got you, home. You had to watch it. Yep. You had to watch SportsCenter to see what Marshall Falk did that day. It's people will never realize like how next level this guy was in the college game. And like every other school he got recruited to wanted to play cornerback or something. Um, give it to San Diego State. I like San Diego State there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Heck. Okay. All right. All right. You're into the Sweet 16. All right. Um, so hold on. We've been wanting to do this one for a while. I So – Last week I was out of town, guys, and uh, I broke my phone, mm-hmm. and like it was in my back pocket, and I like w- broke into a sprint for for reasons that I will not state here, <laughs> and it flew out of my back pocket, and I smashed my phone, and then I couldn't. 
Then also, like, there, I was worried that they were going to close every airport in the world, and I wasn't going to be able to leave the place I was in. And then I couldn't type anything. Like, I would just open my phone, and my phone would randomly start typing, like, hundreds of letters and opening and closing apps, and, like, all sorts of weird shit was happening. So I got a new phone. I didn't get a new phone. I got, had a guy come over here, a, a giant, super jacked Arab guy came over to my didn't come in my house. He came over in like a van, the phone balance, and he put a new screen on my phone. It was like 200 bucks. But this new screen is so sensitive that every time I go, and I'm a heavy handed dude. Like I don't do shit soft. I do shit firm. And so when I'm, I, I cannot touch a thing. Every time I touch an app, it's like I'm trying to delete the app because it starts doing that thing where it's like shaking and it's like, and I'm just barely touching it. So anyway, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play the, um, trailer off my phone for, and hold on. There's a, the books commercial. While you're doing that, uh, I'll give you a little, uh, backstory. Oh, tell me. So we were originally going to do Robocop. Yeah. And I watched it with my son and my problem with it it's was great. it's just a good movie. Yeah. It's so good. I yeah. mean, Clarence Boddicker overacts. I mean, there's a lot of it's overacting. And overacting. some of it so some of it is is like a little dated in their views of the future, but overall it's just a solid movie and it's tough to make an interesting podcast out of a kind of solid movie. It's a it's a really good movie and uh, although I That's do That's why you couldn't do Roadhouse. Cause it's too good. It's too good. Yeah. That's again, the, um, I do like Jason Stewart's assessment of RoboCop where he said that he likes that their view of the future is souped up Tauruses. Jason Stewart could be funny once in a while. Uh, no, yeah. So, but this is, this is, this is also a classic. This is one people have been clamoring for four years. It is a, I remember, I hadn't seen this in definitely over three decades. Yeah, I so really? I saw like the first part of it like recently, like maybe a year ago on a ski trip, and my it was on, and I'm, I was like telling, and I was drunk. You know, this is going to be my kid's there. This is going to be my kid's therapy for the rest of his life. And I was drunk, and I started pontificating, and I'm like, "Oh, fucking Red Dawn, this is amazing!" And I was like, you know, like I didn't, I knew it was shitty, but I didn't know it was that shitty. So I watched a little bit of it. But I didn't get into the stuff we're going to get into today. I didn't get that deep into the movie. This movie is insane. Um, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah. If you lived, if you're a certain age and you lived through the Cold War, you it, like shit was weird. Not as weird as it is right now where just the whole world's insane. But we, you know, there was the threat of nuclear war, the commies, the Soviets were coming to get us. Like it was a whole thing. And then one day for some reason out of the blue, the Soviet union and its allies, apparently hang on a second. So my, I don't know about you guys. My memory was, it was the Soviets and the Cubans Me too. for some reason. Me too. Because they're close. Yeah. So it's like Cubans, but Cuba is is not a thing. Like in terms no. of power. No. But then I realized Nicaragua was the third part of the triumvirate. I didn't realize that till you Nicaragua. said it. Till you said it, and then I was like, wait, this these guys have different uniforms. 
And I'm like, what? But they're also yeah. speaking Spanish. And I'm like, oh, this must be the Nicaraguans Ed was talking about. Okay, of course. It's in this weird yep. world where like there was a coup in Mexico that let them side with them and come yeah, through. But, and also, also yeah. you know, it, when we're kids and you watch this, you're thinking, okay, this all makes sense. But then when a movie opens and there are four title cards where they explain, well, this had to happen yeah. and this had yeah. to happen and this had to happen. It's the most ridiculous yeah. start of a movie before you even see people. Also at some point, um, about two thirds of the way through the movie, um, they allude that the Russians somehow uh, murked 400 million Chinese in the process. That's right. They they, they took them out. And oh, by the way, um, 20% of the Earth's population have been wiped out in this thing that's also, that, that their other target was a high school in Colorado. Okay. Um, of course, we're talking about Red Dawn, the amazing 1984, 5, 84 movie, Four. Red Dawn. Let me let me play the trailer. If I can. Oh. It's like a little town. It's like a little small podunk, podunk town. It's a place you would be really bummed to have to grow up. Let's be honest. If you grew up in this town, I'm really sorry for you because you're from a place that sucks. What's going on here, my friend? There's a lot of that. I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but can we talk about the Cubans' choice of camouflage quickly? Because I'm just looking at it right now. It's camouflage. <laughs> Is it the winter camouflage, or it's like both. It's it's camouflage, but then it has white clouds all over it. What? Yeah, how do white. you have how do you have white in your camouflage? Well, if it's snow yeah. camouflage, but it isn't. It's green. It's green with white clouds all over it. Okay. You just use what you got. Okay, all right. broadcast system. We are under attack by conventional forces of the Russian army. It is believed the lead waves were disguised as commercial charter flights. Communications have broken down with other parts of the country. Large areas of the Midwest may have been overrun. They know who all of you are. They're looking for you. That was insane. That was crazy. You're 40 miles by an enemy line. Mm. I just want to go home. A lot of people away. Where's my dad, Mr. Ecker? What if love somebody, Andy? I'm gonna die before it happens. The Russians were so rapey. Stop us! So why should we be different? Mm. Because Jennifer Gray with her old nose. Oh my god. Yeah, you get it. There's a lot of AK-47s. Like, at least the A-team, they were like a crack commando squad. They they knew how to use their weaponry. Right, we we were starting with the... The the starting point of the A-team was these guys knew how to do shit. Yeah. This movie, we're starting with high school kids. These kids are in high school, so... 
Red Dawn is a movie we're talking about. It's a ninth first, yeah. first uh, title card. A- any movie that starts with this, you should probably be warned. Soviets had a bad wheat harvest. That's that's like the first thing. We're going to set the scene. Okay, yeah. there was a bad wheat harvest. Yeah. yeah. That shouldn't be the start of any movie. Um, <laughs> I, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is this movie came out in 1984. It's a they're calling it a war film. I guess it is directed by John Milius. He's that's a real he's director. Stud. Yeah. John Milius is a stud. Yeah. Like he, uh, he's not known for his directing, but this dude wrote Apocalypse Now. Like oh. he's yeah. he's like a legit writer. I mean, Maybe was, not the best director. He, like he directed Apocalypse Conan. Now was 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 adapted from. A book, yeah. Heart of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, darkness. he uh, he also wrote Big Wednesday, or directed oh, Big Wednesday. Big yeah, that's a that's a classic. Um, Dirty Harry, yeah, another okay. classic. Um, no, he's a real dude. He's not his. He's got bona fides. Uh, and then the stars were it's an impressive cast. Oh yeah, I mean, and it was kind of like at the beginning of their runs. So right. Patrick Swayze. Who went on to become a legend, obviously. Right. Charlie Sheen. Yes. Um, you know, well-known guy. He was in Platoon. Major Soul League. Man. Yep. Uh, C. Thomas Howell, who went on to star in the previously discussed on this show many years ago. Soul Man, which I'll go to bat for. It's not a good I- movie. It's fun though. It's, it's not. Fun. It's not as bad as you're picturing when you're like, "Hey, in the '80s, they made a movie where a guy dyed himself black so he could go to Harvard," <laughs> and you're like, "What? <laughs> they can't do what? that." And but then you watch it and you're like, "Oh, I kind of get it. It's not that bad." Um, Leah Thompson, Babe, uh, Jennifer Grey, Jeannie Bueller, also a Babe. Uh, I'm a big fan. Harry Dean. There was another guy that I. It was killing me who he was. He was part of the Outsiders with C. Thomas Howell. Oh, what is like the tallish guy, Daryl? Maybe his dad. His dad, yeah, Daryl. His, his dad the, was the mayor. Dad was the mayor. He was one of the Outsiders too. Oh, I didn't know was that. He one of the Soches, or was he a greaser? Yeah, greaser or Soche. Uh, he was. He was part of that movie. I don't know. Um, also, star turn for Powers Booth showing up later in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, with it was a turn. I don't know if it's a start. Craziest. Movie. Just I don't even understand. I still don't get why that character was there. Um, the film. So basically, it's uh, this takes, and I don't even know. I have to ask you guys. This takes place in Colorado, right? It, it's a mining town in Colorado. Yeah. So it's like and some, so they start. They start. They say Soviets had a bad wheat harvest. Yeah. Poland has labor and food riots and the Soviets invade. That actually happened. That was right. like Walesa. Like that yeah. was the whole thing with Poland. Cuba and Nicaragua reached troop strength goals of 500,000. That's a El lot. Salvador, hey, that's a lot. That's a lot. El Salvador and Honduras. But we still, even at the time, probably had two million, two and a half million. Yeah. Uh, El Salvador and Honduras fall. Okay. That, that, I don't know why that would affect the United States. I feel like you could this. do that with a push broom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here was here was the craziest of all of those things because I could believe a bad wheat harvest, all that. West Germany goes full peaceful, demanding withdrawal of nukes across Europe. So everybody's like, "All right, fuck it, we're getting rid of nukes because West Germany says so." Again, how does that affect us? But I get it. 
Well, but it, so the entire so, and we were talking like what forty years after World War Two. Yeah, West Germany yeah. says everybody's got to get rid of their weapons. Right, and everybody's right. like, you know what? That's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. when was the last time Germany did anything? Right. Wrong? That's why we still don't even let them barely have an army over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. And then yeah. apparently the movie collapsed. takes place in 89. Like this is supposed to be. Oh, it's in the future? Far into the future. Oh. But it's in the future. I didn't know that. But uh, like, but this is what they think would happen. Mexico collapses. Uh, okay. NATO dissolves. So now it's just starting to look like the Putin Trump fantasy movie. Right. Right. <laughs> um, they got to pay their share, man. They got to start paying their share. Yeah. Yeah. It's so how, how this, but how, I, I understand that like, I'm not anti NATO, but also NATO is not the only line of defense between uh, Russia, Soviet union and Colorado. No, <laughs> we have, we have something called the Pacific ocean and we have another thing called the Atlantic ocean. Like it's not, right. there's a reason we don't fight wars here. Cause it's fucking hard to get to. There's a reason troops have never gotten to Calumet, Colorado. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So hold on. <laughs> we'll get into that. I, we'll get into that, but I want to hit, I want to see how this movie did, uh, at the box office and also news to me. Oh, Two, a couple things. Harry Dean Stanton is in this movie for one scene, and I just imagine that they just they just sent him a check and a pile of cocaine and a bottle of Jack Daniels, and yeah. were just like, I mean, he did a he ran deep with uh, Hopper, I believe. Yeah, they're like, just be here on this day, and we'll we'll make sure there's cocaine there. And and Harry Dean was like, okay, I'll be there. I have a feeling that they just shuffled him between this and the Pretty in Pink set, and he didn't even know which one he was. Well, he's ba- he ba- he only does the one character, so like it he made said, avenge me to to uh, uh, what's her name, yes. and she was like, what? They're like, oh, wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this this was a summer release August 10th 1984 budget you guys want to do over under just take a guess Ed what is your guess what was the budget for this movie well they had to pay the actors so I'm going to say $1,300 $1,300 could be high you want to do prices right rules what are you uh, what are your thoughts Mark the Nomad what was the say, budget? I'm just going to try to say that this was a $2 million movie. $2 million. You're both way under it. The movie budget was $17 million. So I assume it's like tank rental, right? Because yeah. Of, yeah. Because the stars. They shot it all in one town. Pretty, pretty good job by the casting director. But no, none of these people had a high price tag at the time. I Even feel booth. What, what could he have? Been no, doing? he was he was new he on the scene. Blew up a jet. I feel it would cost a lot of money. Right. I feel like Harry Dean was the he's the most well known guy in the movie. I feel like he probably got like twenty three grand to show up and do his one scene, and then just like the rest, you know, other guys work for scale. The movie and I this is I remember this being quite a big hit. Um, it was definitely, but maybe cause I was 10 years old oh, or nine we, years yeah, old. We were all like single digits. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it only made 38 million at the box office. So it made, it's, it, it made money. Success back yeah. In the day. Yeah. It made money, but it wasn't like a super big, uh, I must've yeah. romanticized this movie because I thought it was like super legit. And like a year ago I got my kids and together, I'm like, we're going to watch red dawn. And they were just 
so bummed out by the end of it. Like there was nothing redeeming about it. And, but I remember it being like my go-to, I stayed homesick from school movie. And like, oh, I'm like, I'm sick on the couch. I'll, I'll watch Red Dawn. Yeah. This was like an HBO staple. Oh yeah, totally. I remember being really excited that this was coming out. 80s or early 90s were like way into this. I remember like my, like my friends having it on VHS and then being like, dude, you want to come over and watch Red Dawn? And I'd be like, yeah. And I think because it's like you're young and you're like, oh, I would do that. Like I would go out and fucking shoot Russians in the mountains because it's, you know, it's for my country or whatever. Um, a couple things here from the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. They, so they shot this. I was wondering where they shot this. It looked very cold despite the fact that this movie takes place over the course of like a year of time it looked freezing the entire time it looked very uncomfortable um they shot it in the city of las vegas new mexico okay um yeah which makes sense uh it's always kind of bullshit when there's like a town called las vegas it's not like Oh, we shot yeah. this in Chicago, Ohio, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. Just, just Manhattan, Kansas. Change yes. the name. Change the name. Uh, uh, the cast underwent an intensive eight-week military training course. Get out of here. What? That's like when Spielberg makes like Vin Diesel go to boot camp and stuff. Like it's you're acting. You're acting. You're not actually in the military. You just go and act. You pretend like you're in the military. Read a book or something. Um, they shot a lot. An old Safeway store was made a soundstage. Oh, interesting. Where is the budget? They they shot a lot of this in an abandoned supermarket. Yeah. I and, don't, and, and the town looked like shit. The town yeah. looked really like just abandoned and terrible. And most of the scenes were outside. Yeah, I don't remember there being a lot of indoor stuff. Yeah, other than like Mr. Them, Mason's house. Stand over by that pine tree. Um, yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, oh, so Leah Thompson says that the original cut featured a love scene between her and Powers Booth. You know what? I mean, she I, was I in high school. Notes about it. is Powers <laughs> Booth going to try to fuck her? Well, but it, she, but it was know? more she was trying to fuck Powers Booth. Right, but there was a whole thing going on that just didn't seem it like was it was weird. a good idea. It was weird. Yeah. yeah, she was like high school age, or they don't say because she didn't go to their high school because they they um, inglorious bastards her from under the floorboards at some point. But uh, I assume I assume she was like the same age as the other kids. But we'll get to that. Um, and then here's something that's very prescient to what I saw. Some of the weaponry devised for the film did not work. Futuristic helicopters created did not have FFA approval to fly over people. Uh, the, oh, the budget eventually, so it went way over budget. The original budget was $11 million. They, they, they bumped it up to $15 million and ended up coming in at $19 million. Although, big hit, Red Dawn was the 20th highest grossing film of 1984, came out August 10th, um, did very well, $38 million it made at the box office. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score, 
46 percent i was gonna say 50 yeah 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 it's low well the remake got 12 oh yeah so i, I didn't even i didn't even attempt I didn't, that one i didn't even know i didn't even know my son was yeah. like my son was like oh you're watching red dawn and i'm like yeah and he's like uh you know they remade this and i'm like what and he's like yeah channing tatum's in it and i was like oh my god i didn't know that <laughs> um so it's look it's bad it's it's bad to extremely bad um the patrick swayze's there and he's he's a loser he's like he's the he's the guy who played high school football still into it yeah that is hasn't left he hasn't he hasn't done anything and he's still looking at the local scoreboard and being like man man we didn't lose that bad when i was there like did He's a complete loser. And, but also, <laughs> he, he's like, so, I, what's the age difference? So, he's Charlie Sheen's older brother, and he's got a sweet Chevy Stepside, and he drives the guys to school, and he's like, hey, I got to go to my job at the station. Is he a cop? Uh, it's a, he, doesn't really say. He, no, he's not a cop. Well, he says the station. Or something. He's, he's answering He's, yeah. he's a loser. But he says he's going to the job at the station, and then the other the guys are like, come on, Mr. Quarterback. Like, you're not, you know, you lost some games too when you played football here. But what, are they 20 years apart as brothers? Because it's it's presented. I think I, 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 think I wrote down somewhere, I think they say they're six years apart. Okay, so. So at most he's 24 and Sheen is 18. So Charlie, or. Patrick Swayze was born in 1952. 52. That's crazy. So he was 34, 32 when they made this movie. And he's supposed to be like a couple years out of high school. But the actors, most of them probably were around high school age, right? They all look pretty young. Yeah. Sheen looks real young in this. Yeah. yeah, he was young, which is weird for the 80s because everybody, they cast like Judd Nelson at like 29 years old or something to, to play a high school kid. It's weird. Um, and so then they're like, one thing about this movie that's okay is that they, for a lot of times, shitty movies will like take a long time to set things up. It's like kind of like when you're looking for a recipe on the internet and you go like, how do I, how do I make this sauce? And it's the stories before every recipe. Yeah, it's seven paragraphs of like how your dad taught you how to make this. Yeah, my dad taught me this. What? Just get to the fucking recipe. Put the fucking put the ingredients. Put the ingredients. Yeah. So, but this movie gets right into it. They're at school. They get dropped off to school. They're in school, and their teacher Rosie Rosie Greer. No, it's the teacher is played by I, I recognize him right away. It's the black guy who played the guard alongside John Candy in Vacation, where he's like, "Me, he made me roll over like a dog." Yes, right. <laughs> oh, good. And he was he was also uh, one of Timothy Dalton's uh, buddies in the second James Bond movie he did. That was bad. Oh, license. the one that just everyone's on the tip of my tongue. The The, the Living Daylights. Yeah, no, License to Kill. The second one, the one they were like, "Yeah, no more bonds with this guy." He's a bummer. Yeah, he was a real bummer. I, I want to say maybe he was the angry captain in 48 Hours. Like, slam, like the original slam your hand on the table. Like, you got 48 hours. Yeah. Is that him? I, don't th- I think you're just thinking of a different black guy. Yeah, which, it's, oh, racist. Horrible. So racist. I'm sorry. 
Um, so, so you, you know, maybe we'll cut that in post. Too? They, you just want to. They. Um, <laughs> Their, their teacher's like giving him a lesson on like Alexander the Great or the Huns or something and how they, you know, how they figured out how to like in, in swarm their enemy. And uh, then all of a sudden, paratroopers start landing. Nope. Now, I'm not a racist. Do? It's what do you, the what same are your teachers guy. Do? It's the same dude. I am not a racist. It's the guy. So maybe you guys are the racists for not really recognizing it. <laughs> you know what? That. Nothing motivates a white person more than when they get called racist. That's true. That's true. true. It's you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that guy. Um, but yeah. How many of your teachers would have just left the school to go confront guys with guns and paratroopers? No. He just went right into their grill. My teachers would have got in their Honda Civic and headed back to their apartment. Because there's no way they would have confronted Russian and Cuban paratroopers outside of the school. Fifth grade teacher would have asked for a ride. Fucking janitor. That was the that was fun scan. Yeah, we were watching a woman's marriage crumble. Wow, that's pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. Uh, But is it typical? Like, I'm not really up to date on modern war theory, military strategy. But is it typical for invading armies to start with local podunk high schools? Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, mining towns that are really hard to get to um, are the best place to start. So it's <laughs> yeah. the perfect place to start. It's, it's, yeah, it was a weird setup. And then uh, what's the end game? Because they cruise up against unarmed children and they just start machine gunning everybody. Yeah. It's very violent, very aggressive. Like I don't, I'm not sure what resistance they thought they were going to get at the high school. They're mowing everybody down. And then at some point, you know, when they like go in hiding for a couple months, they come back and then people are allowed to go into the shops and just like everybody's whispering. Yeah. So they like murdered at some point and then they're like, no, we're just going to like let, Everybody shop and yeah. Also, like, what was their strategy? Because they're like, we're gonna invade a Colorado mining town, and then we're just gonna live here. Right. It didn't seem like they had a lot of resources. There were no cars in the town. It was it was clear that they were going for low budget locations because there was just no activity around. Yeah, it was abandoned. It was weird. They were taking over like the locals' vehicles and stuff, but yeah, but they also had tanks somehow. I'm. Just, very confusing. But yeah. it was something relevant to today because what did they? What was the first move? They jump in the pickup truck. What is their first move? They go to the store and, and they start of. overloading on canned goods. Yeah. yeah. All of it. And then no toilet paper, though. They right. did not go crazy on toilet paper. What, what, was it necessary to devote that much space in the bed of Patrick Swayze's truck to Cokes? And sprites, and they had cases, there were a lot of sodas, yeah, stacks of sodas, and just in case they wanted to whip the pigskin around, they grabbed a football. <laughs> yep, you know, like, and, we're gonna need some stuff to do. And also, so the intro, they said like NATO fell apart, but did that mean there were no air traffic controllers? There was no, there was nobody to notify. Colorado. Yeah, they're like, oh, they hid in um, in passenger planes. How many? Thousands? Yeah, commercial airlines. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, then, so then immediately they 
they're bugging out. They're like, we got to get to the mountains. Let's go. And they hit a roadblock and then they go like bouncing where easily they go bouncing across. They turn left to get away from the roadblock and they go bouncing across an open field. And for sure, if a stuntman wasn't killed filming that, uh, for sure, the the high school kids in the back of the truck would have been killed if that were an actual thing, because it was like bouncing down the road. And eventually they get um, I don't know if the radiator gets shot or something, but yeah, but. When, yeah. when they when they turn off the road, the Soviets slash Cubans slash Nicaraguans, they see him start shooting at him, but they don't pursue. Yeah, it's kind of weird. They but, have like 700 military guys there and nobody's like, well, it's a pickup truck. We'll just let it go. And they only got right. like a couple hundred yards away. And then so the radiator is disabled. And then yeah. and Danny somehow the only unknown guy. Right. Somehow. Uh, Patrick Swayze is able to fix it with like some gum. They didn't show him having any JB weld and he wasn't actually under the hood. He was just like pushing on the grill of the car, which I can assure you does not fix the radiator, but he's like pushing on it and he's like, okay, I think we got it. And then he goes, Danny, he, well, yeah, he goes, he goes, well, now the only problem is we don't have any water. <laughs> and it's like, you fucking guys are trying to escape to the mountains to live, to escape the Russians. You just went to a survivalist store where you weaponized yourself. You got all the gear, sleeping bags, jackets, everything you need. Then you got tab and coke. Yeah, you didn't grab any water. You got yeah. sun kissed for days. Well, there weren't actually. <laughs> I'll give. The, I, I will defend them here. There was no such thing as water in a store then. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you figured they would have filled up some jugs. Something. But no, they didn't have any water. So Danny, yeah, D- Danny, who's clearly the weak link of the group, and he's like trying to talk shit a little bit, and he gets slapped down by Patrick Swayze. He's elected to piss in the radiator. Um, but we're, you're concerned about, about Danny's uh, survival in the group at this point because he just seems like the weak link. And also because he's the only guy who didn't become famous from the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. His IMD picture is rough. Oh, yeah. He's very old and bald. Yeah. It's, yeah. It took it. It didn't go well. No. He lost the youthful look. Yep. Um, and then, so we're kind of introduced to the bad guys. It's like a Cuban generalissimo, the colonel. And there, his whole thing is like, Hey, they're like his, you know, like they're burning the town and they're raping the women and stuff. And he's like stomping around in his beret and his underlings like, what do you want us to do next boss? And he's like, go in Spanish. He's like, go to the sporting goods store and get all the gun registration forms to find out like who in the town has guns. Like yeah, it's a lot of micro what? Work. Yeah. Like who These fucking are cares? People taking over the world yeah. and they're worrying about a Colorado mining town yeah. gun registry. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about the guy in the beret with the mustache. And if you look a little harder, you're like, you know what? He looks familiar. Did a little digging. That's priest from Superfly. What? Colonel wow. Bella. Or Bea or whatever. Yeah. That's Priest from Superfly. Whoa. That's Superfly. Whoa. Who knew? Nice. Wow. Curtis and Blow. Be- uh, Bella's partner, the Nicaraguan captain, 
That's the escaped convict from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the guy who ripped the mattress tag off. I recognized him. He's a loner. A rebel. And uh, I'm just looking at my notes. Calumet, Colorado seems to have cornered the market in denim jackets. A lot. There was a lot. (laughs) Denim jackets. Yeah. Yeah. They just bail on like a lot. The kids' dads are running after the the truck. Like help! And they're like fuck you, dad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah fuck off, dad. Uh, so they 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 bug out to the mountains, and then as soon as they get there, Danny Pussy and the ASB president are like, actually, like this is bullshit. What's the plan? We want to we want out of here. Let's go back. Like they just went. Like you didn't have to come. And and this movie, this is where you you start really seeing the red flags when you're watching. You're like, this movie's going like 45 minutes too long because they're gumming around in the woods for a long time with no no point of the plot. Yeah. Like, what is going on? And they're they're like they have they make a campfire and the campfire is like kind of like right directly in the middle of all their supplies and it just <laughs> doesn't seem like they have a really good plan. And then the next thing you know, it says it's October. And so I don't They've like been dicking around for a month. Oh, so it was in September. So it was like the beginning yeah, of it was school, the, the beginning of the school year. Right. All oh, right. Cause it was football season. Okay. Yeah. Then it's October and they've like, they, they, uh, do they, is that when they kill their first deer? Yeah. They're so. Oh, and then, then the town loser Swayze is yeah. making, <laughs> Is making, uh, is it Danny drink the blood? No, C. Thomas Howell. So, oh, oh, right. C- and what's with C. Thomas Howell's wearing of that Star Wars hat? He's wearing a Star Wars hat. Rim up. But then also they like make like ghillie suits for themselves, which is weird. They have like twigs in their hats and stuff to hide from the deer. And they bag a deer and then uh, Swayze and Sheen bully C. Thomas Howell into drinking the blood of the deer. And then... See, uh, Sheen is like, you know, my pappy said you never be the same after you drink the blood of a deer after your first kill. He's like, you just, it's the day before your first kill and then the rest of your life after you drink the blood. And then see Thomas Howell drinks the blood and then it kind of is true because then he becomes a sociopath for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's a, he's a full military sociopath now. Yeah. And so then the next, so then the next scene, and I'm assuming it's that night they're at the, they're at the campfire and, um, all the, like the younger people are like, Guys, we need food. We have to go to town. And I'm like, 84 seconds ago, you guys fucking killed an 800-pound elk. <laughs> like, and also, food doesn't they, seem like the problem. They showed they showed that they they uh, had been there for at least a month, and we haven't seen a sign of one U.S. military presence. It's weird. It's weird. Really like. Powers yeah. Booth doesn't show up for like another two months. Yeah, we got they, so nobody shows up at headquarters of the bad guys. Yeah. Not one strike, not one attempt. It's just like, yeah, these high school kids are gonna have to yeah. see. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They're like, hey, look, I think the bunch of troops landed in Calumet. You want to go help them? And they're like, who the fuck is that? At, uh, there's this dude who played high school football four years ago that I think he's got a handle on it. At one yeah, point, Uncle Rico, let's go help Uncle Rico. At one point later, when it's January in the movie, 
they're like visiting with that old guy that they're friends with, Mr. Mason. And they're like, he's like, word is uh, they might drop some special forces in here in the spring. (laughs) (laughs) They've already been out there for four months. That's the old guy who's doing the Inglorious Bastards. He hides the two yeah. girls, and he's like, "I'm gonna unleash." I I have a good feeling about a bunch of high school kids with these two young, cute right. girls. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let them hang yeah. with you. Take my granddaughters with you. Hey. Yeah, Dude, they're not safe. What I do with my granddaughters is give them to uh, horny uh, guys who haven't had sex in a while and are holding weapons. <laughs> <laughs> So then they decide, so they, it's agreed, even though they just killed an elk, that they're hungry, they got to see what's up, and they're like, let's go to town. So they go to town, and they basically do nothing to hide their identities. They're just like, hey, we're just going to walk into town. They're like, hey, it's me. But they're allowed to at some point. Like, they're, but, this is what I was talking about. They're allowed to just, people are allowed to go in the shops. Right. But then the woman in the shop's like, oh, they're looking for you. They're Why? Not, yeah, they're looking for you, and also, you're wearing your fucking Letterman's jacket. Like, how are they? How are they ever gonna find you? I don't know. I'll wear an item with my name on it. The greatest thing my dad did for me is he was like, "You don't need a Letterman jacket because the minute you leave high school, this thing is useless." Yeah. And I remember getting it my junior year and he's like, okay, you can pay for it. And it costs like a hundred dollars or whatever, $80 it was pretty expensive. when I was in high school. And I was like, well, I'm not paying for that with my own money. Yeah. And it's true. Once yeah. you leave high school, it's pointless. No, totally. It's, uh, it's a relic. Um, so then they go, they cruise around the town with impunity, even though they're wanted, they go to the re-education camp and just hang out by the chain link fence. And I'm not like a a professional, like I couldn't swim away from Alcatraz, but there's no guards around. You're able to just talk through the fence. And I don't know if you're familiar with the operation of chain link fencing, but they're pretty flimsy. And if you just reach down and pull up the bottom part of the fence, you could have fucking escaped the entire, like everyone could have gotten out. There was no one guarding it. The wanted men were standing at the, at the fence. And they're like, Hey, can I talk to my dad? And they're like, yeah, we'll get him. The dad is (laughs) the, the dad is Harry Dean Stanton, right? Yes. And they, they have to, like, call him down. So these wanted men are waiting, waiting. by the fence They're for waiting. a while. And then Harry Dean Stanton shows up, and he's all bloody. So it's like, he, was he just being beaten for some reason? And then they're like, oh, hold on. My kid's at the fence. Can you hold off on the beating for a second? And then I'm just going to yeah. run over and talk to my kid who actually you guys are looking for. And I'm going to go see how to. Very confusing thing to me. On the chain gang with Cool Hand Luke. Now he's just waiting for a dude in a Letterman jacket yeah. to rescue him. It's, it's a real sad state of affairs. For him. Yeah. This whole scene sets the stage for like their, their big revolution, but it's a brief speech. And they're, they're sobbing on the fence like, Dad, Dad. And he's like, yeah, I was real hard on you boys, but it was for this moment. So like, did the dad always think they were going to get invaded in the middle of Colorado? So shitty parenting is, is excused away. He's like, hey, boys, I was a real shitty father. 
But uh, this was to prepare you from when our two million troops got smoked by Nicaragua and Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys. This this moment of my shitty parenting prepared you for when the other 49 states that should have been a buffer for Colorado got smoked. It's real. And then he's like, avenge me. Avenge me. Like, what's he even talking about? Is he on pills? It's a weird. And that's when grandpa, right after that is when grandpa uh, pawns off Tony and Erica. Jennifer Gray and Leah Thompson. Yeah, they go to they go to some random's house and he's like and then he's like, Hey, anything you need, food, a bed, you can have it here. And then it's it's always weird when people when you know someone needs something, and then you're like, if you need anything, then you can come get it here. Just give it to them. Right. Just give he's them the stuff. Them ask, he's making them feel yeah, awkward. Yeah, that's I'll make you come back, but I'll give it to you if you come back. And then he's like, oh, you're going to need this. And he gives them like a, a pound cake, like tin <laughs> or like something like that. And then he's like, here, have this. And they open it up and there's a radio in it that's frozen in ice. Oh. That radio's not going to work. You can't, you can't submerge electronics in water and then freeze it, and then and then and then later thaw it out like it's a tri-tip and use it. (laughs) That's not that's not how electronics work. That's not things don't function like that's not going to work. Crazy. (laughs) <laughs> um, see Thomas Howell learns his dad is dead But it doesn't matter because he's already dr- drunk blood Least uh, This is the least believable part of the whole movie for me yeah. I cannot believe see Thomas Howell as a badass <laughs> no, It doesn't no. work yeah. Pony but boy you, but you're forgetting a badass yeah. you're, for, you're forgetting He shot the deer and then drank its blood Now he's oh. Yeah I'm sorry You're and right also, There's the scene where he's <laughs> sawing off the shotgun And that was a huge deal in 80s movies. Sawed off, off shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> it just means like the thing scatters more. Like it doesn't, yeah, there's no aim. It's easier, it's easier to hide under your trench coat like in the Terminator. Like this, right. it actually not, works better. better it, no. Is it a better weapon of no. war with the sawed off shotgun? No, it actually no. works better if it has the full barrel. Like, aim right it seems weird that that was like part of their strategy if you decide you want to kill all your friends with only a couple of shots that will spread out in the intermediate area that's when you saw it's the a shotgun. Dick Cheney move right yeah. if you just yeah. want to yeah. kill your friends yeah. um face but, shots and it's also pretty lame because now they're starting to tag things wolverines so they're really attached to high school yeah. they really are that's they, a jet they thing tag things usa they're not fighting for the country. They're fighting for this fucking podunk high that school. Is, well, it's kind of like um, San Dimas High School rules. Like it's like, right. uh, yeah, it's you're just in that world. But it takes a while before they actually yell out the Wolverines. It's like on their first um, uh, ambush mission because then they bring they get Leah Thompson and Ferris Bueller's sister, and they're like, okay, I guess you're coming with us. And then they're like all really good at riding horses somehow. Some sometimes and he's and the and the de- the grandpa's like stop by anytime my granddaughters are hidden in the beet cellar like take them with you and uh but then they're 
they're like, I, I didn't really get this and mostly because I was looking at my phone when it happened, but they're like up there in the mountains and some Ruskies cruise up there. And then one Rusky like reads English and he's like reading the sign to them, but he's like saying it like he's making up what the sign says. And then <clears throat> somehow like, how are they, how are the bad guys alerted to the presence of Leah Thompson? She like steps well, on a rock doing, or something. They're kind of fucking around on that hill. It's very yeah, weird. Yeah. How they're, they just keep moving. It's like, stop moving. Yep. It's not hard to hide from two guys that aren't looking for you. Yeah. yeah. In trench coats. Um, but then eventually, but then they kill a couple of them. They like shoot one guy with an arrow in the back. Oh, one of the most awkward death scenes. Yeah. The way that guy just kind of shouts, like he just got like bit in the ass by a dog. Yeah. You're like, Oh, he's They're going to kill this guy. The bloodlust. Yeah. No, this is how like they all be like, this is, this is just murder. And the rest of them are them fighting troops. But what they do to these three guys is just like flat out. Like we murdered three guys up on a mountainside. Uh, yeah, it was weird. They, they killed some guys. And then it's um, <clears throat> Swayze's real weird about it where he's like, no one's allowed to cry. Like you right. just, it would kind of be reasonable for a high school kid going just, through all this. Just, to just cry. Occasionally cry. Yeah. yeah, they're all scared to death. I mean, you were sobbing when your dad was screaming, avenge me on the fence. And now no one's allowed to cry. Yeah, a lot of rules from this yeah. town loser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. <laughs> we're going to spray paint Wolverines on everything because yeah. I played high school football yeah, six they, years ago. They, yeah. they ambush the fire. So <clears throat> they after they um, they kill the the Russian soldiers, the, then the Cubans or the bad guys, I don't know. It's a mix of bad guys. They go on a thing where they just start doing execution firing squads a lot. And then they get to jump the, the kid, the Wolverines get a, get a jump on them at one of the firing squads. And they, um, but also they like shows they're super skilled already. Yeah. Because they're, they're shooting in the direction of the bad guys, but also, from behind so in the direction of the the people that are in the firing squad and they're able to only kill the bad guys and not accidentally like skip a bullet off the asphalt and one person goes down they're fine they're fine 100 fine not an issue um but they they like and that's when they yell out the first um wolverines which is really exciting because that's that's like the tagline for this movie um is Maybe that's why I liked it so much when I was a kid. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're a Michigan man. Yeah. Um. So what else? They uh the mayor. So this is where this is where Powers Booth shows up, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So the um, pa- they Leah Thompson discovers a like downed fighter pilot in the bushes. He's like he's ejected. And he's like holed up, like sleeping in the bushes. And it turns out it's Curly Bill from Tombstone, <laughs> Powers Booth. Um, and he fly, and she's like, "What?" They're like, "What kind of equipment you fly?" And he's like, "I fly an F-15." And maybe that's a problem because this type of warfare is clearly designed better. Calls for the A-10 Warthog to come in and bomb all these tanks, the tank killer. Meanwhile, they're flying a fucking uh, a bombing a high range uh bombing fighter which doesn't seem like the best equipment to use uh but this is where he talks about 
they're like, he's like explains the war to them. And they're like, they came up through Cheyenne and they're like all these like weird places in the middle of the country that know that wouldn't be attacked, but are cheap for sets. And, uh, they're, and then they're like, Oh, what else is going on? He's like, well, how about about 600 million screaming Chinamen? That's right. This is where he reveals it. Wasn't there a billion? Yeah, and he and and then he's like, there was, and it's so. So we're supposed to believe that the Russians waxed four hundred million Chinese in the pro. Like what? What's that detail? It's weird. Yeah, way Powers Booth delivers these lines. He definitely thought he was getting a supporting actor nod for this. No, he's treating it like he's in a real movie. He doesn't know. You know, he was probably only there for a couple days shooting his parts, and he's like showed up. He's earnest. He's you know, despite the fact that he's like completely bald down the middle, he's still a young actor, and he's like shit's going good. He just died died like a couple years ago. ago. Yeah, prostate cancer, I think. Um, He's like, I got this. My career's about to blow up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a performance here, and he attempts it. But meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, Leah Thompson's trying to get with him. Yes, which is weird. Which is and was very common in the eighties. In in the eighties, it was very okay for underage people to have sex with adults, and it's weird. Right, and then from this point forward, when they meet Powers Booth and they drank blood, like at this point, they are the best soldiers in the world. (laughs) No, they're yes, they're like a crack commando squad. They're pulling these ambushes they never have a casualty they always have the element of surprise and they're just waxing tons of these cuban slash nicaraguan slash russian military guys until they go on a tank mission this is when it's like snowing and now they're now they've become um snow commandos snow rangers yeah they have like the snow suits on Right. This is Can where I just my- say something real quick yeah. about the Leah Thompson thing with Powers Booth. It it's would be weird. one thing it's weird. if, like, okay, we've all grown up, we've murdered people in cold blood, so I can act like an adult and have a, a a sexual relationship with an older man. But they make her act like she's twelve, courting this dude. Yeah. Like putting flowers on him while he's sleeping. And it's like, okay, well, this is now pedophilia because you're clearly not uh, mentally with it enough to have a serious relationship. You're, you have the brain of a 13 year old girl. Like you want to pass me notes, right? Like she's a pretty girl, but a girl, she's a girl. She's not a woman. Like she's not a young woman. She's a girl. And, and Jeannie Bueller is like even younger seeming. And yet, and yet, uh, and I'll point out, I, I have a, a buddy that uh, that was uh, in in the military, and he texted me when I said I we were I was watching this. And he said, "Feel like a group of untrained high school kids would have been taken out by a professional army within 24 hours." And who trained baby from Dirty Dancing on the <laughs> squad attach weapon, 50 caliber machine gun? Yep. This yep. summer I spent in Quantico with the Marines. I went through like 20 briefings before I got near it. And she's like a junior or sophomore in high school yeah. and mowing down Russians. Yeah. She's ripping through them. It's true. Just no problems. No problems whatsoever. She was trained by the town loser who's still thinking about his <laughs> his 127-yard rushing yep. day six years ago. Yep. 
Uh, then we learn that the mayor's. So the mayor, and this is this is a weird relationship. Somehow, the invaders need the, the guy from Lois and Clark, right? The he's been the, in lots of stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's worked. Yeah, um, they need the mayor's assistance, and so the mayor still wears a suit, and he like works with the Generalissimo. It's confusing, but his son Daryl is out with. You know, he's part of Patrick Swayze's crew, and it turns out he's turned on him. He's he's went into town one day. He was captured. He's been working with the Russians. He swallowed a bug, which gave them uh, their location. And they're, and Patrick Swayze's like, well, we got to execute this guy. He's fucking turned on. He's Benedict Arnold. You know, like we're, we're out here, we're fighting for the cause and this guy fucked us over. And he's like, it wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. And then, um, and then Charlie Sheen's like, don't do it. You're going to make us the same as them. We're just like them. And Patrick Swayze gets second thoughts. But Soul Man doesn't have second thoughts. And he he fucking like AKs him through the kidneys. Just like bah, 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 like liver shot. Yeah, he doesn't even seem to be struggling with it. Yeah, no. I'm going to murder my buddy. Yeah, it was no his problem. close friend. And also also, was this the point or was it a little after when they just they've been through battle, they've been murdering. You know what? Let's play a little touch football. Let's, yeah. let's get at the football. No, I think um, I think it's Powers Booth was still people. around when they were playing when they were playing and, touch football. And and Sheen, I, I wrote this down while they're playing football. He goes, "You queers playing or what?" <laughs> 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 it's a different time. Uh, old line, Chaz. So good. Um, and Swayze, he's constantly breaking his own rules. Like earlier, he's like only. You never shoot two shots. You only shoot one shot because if you shoot a second shot, then they know where you are. Then he'll then he'll be like bah, 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 like AK people, and then right. and so then he breaks his own rules there. And then this one, he just he's told everyone they're not allowed to cry, and then he's he just starts bawling for no reason. Yeah, he's a real bitch. Yeah, huge yeah. bitch. Um, and then I think you've sold me, Ed. This guy's a fucking loser. He's a bad leader, Swayze. And- at best, he's got a and sweet where truck. Where did they get the Where they get the winter camouflage? Did I miss that part? I think it might have been. Well, because they're you know they're hijacking, they're ambushing. So maybe so they got it off some dead Nicaraguans. Well, they wouldn't have winter. I mean, Nicaragua is never equipped with winter camouflage. It's got to be the Russians. Yeah, it could be the Russians. Yeah. Um, then so then they're felled by a, a fruit basket. They're like getting ready to blow up a um, convoy because they they're really adept at shooting RPGs now somehow. Yeah, and so they're they're about to blow up a convoy and then but then a couple of boxes fell fall off the convoy and there's like Entenmann's Danishes and red delicious apples and and navel oranges that fall off the back of this truck and then they have a weird thing where. Swayze makes like a chipmunk sound where he's like, I can't even do it. Nothing good. I can't do it. And then, 
And then they send Jeannie Bueller down where they're like, hey, go get that stuff. And it's two huge boxes that it would take a few people to at least two to go get. So I didn't really get that. Then she gets down there and she starts throating bagels like my dear friend Travis Rogers does at Albertsons where she's just like fucking bit like, oh, and she's got, got, got Danishes and she's like, give me more. She'd have to be built like China to pull off this mission. It's Jeannie Bueller. She's tiny. She's tiny. And it's like, what was the plan? And then she like waves them all down. Wouldn't the better plan be to like send a couple people down, cover them with your AKs and RPGs while they... Bring the, like you don't want to just be eating fruits out in the open, but they go down there with their horses, they collect all their fruit, and th- this oh, this turns out to be their undoing because they're um, they're eating all the fruit. Um, there's C. Thomas Howell's like pouring Cheerios into his mouth. I thought this movie because I hadn't seen it in yeah. well over thirty years. I thought it was a little more triumphant. They really no, it's pretty fail sad. In the, in the final third, they fail. Yeah, yeah, they get fucked up. The so they show up. Uh, that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, attack choppers show up, and Jeannie Bueller. I I don't know how she's not because um, these things have like Gatling guns on the side of them. I don't know how she's not ripped apart. But she's shot by an attack chopper, and then but then C. Thomas Howell is able to shoot an RPG directly into the window of one of these attack choppers. Yeah, I guess shooting that deer really prepared. Right, but then it's I mean it's a rocket propelled grenade that lands a direct hit on an attack chopper, and what what happens is that it smokes a little bit and a guy falls out of it, and then it flies away. And so maybe that's because. You know, they didn't have the budget. Um, Booth is already dead, right? Booth's dead. Um, and now, you know, as he, he was going, he's like, oh, if I only fucked that high school girl for us. Yeah, no, it would have been worth it. Would have been worth it. Jeannie Bueller asks uh, Swayze to kill her, and he's like, I can't. And she's like, okay. Then she's like, give me a, a grenade. Yeah, she, she's like, give me a grenade so she can Leon a guy. And then a guy comes over and she's like, this is for Matilda. And they she blows up a guy. Oh, spoiler. Jeez. Spoiler. Yeah. And, and then, um, but then, so then it's, they're really decimated. I think they're down to like four guys because see Thomas Howell, he, he almost shoots down the helicopter, but then instead of like taking cover, he just stands in the middle of an open field while another helicopter sizes him up and just lays him out. So he's gone. So we're d- down to just a few people. And it's the brothers is yeah. the loser. Yep. And the soon-to-be loser was still wearing his his Letterman jacket. Yeah, so Swayze and Sheen are like, we're we're not long for this world. And they're like, we're going in. And they tell tell Leah Thompson and Danny that they're like – you you guys live on without us, but we're gonna we're gonna go yeah. make something happen. And they don't really the underrated. Ha- that's the that's the underdog of the movie. Yeah. Danny da- is da- one yeah. is the one who's supposed Sp- to carry the torch. Spoiler Danny. alert: He lives on. So, yeah. but then fucking coward. So Sheen and Swayze go on a suicide mission. But then the strangest thing about this movie, and there's a lot of weird shit happening in this movie. It's really just so many odd things. But there, Sheen's like wipes the snow off a family picture, and there's Swayze in his 
pads and his football jersey. And we learn that Swayze was a high school quarterback <laughs> that wore the number 89. <laughs> I mean... Fucking Mark Bavaro. <laughs> like, what? I mean, Doug Flutie in his half jersey wearing 22 was a little weird. Yeah. 89? Uh, like- you playing QB? <laughs> 89? Like, and that's not even the weirdest scene of the next minute because doesn't Superfly just let him go? Like, yeah, yeah I'm cool with you guys. So now. then the colonel's lonely and he's like writing letters to his gay lover and uh, <laughs> he's like, I cannot wait till I can caress your long black hair and suck that big cock of yours. And it's like really weird. Wood. And he's writing to wood. Yeah, he's writing to wood. His guy's... He's listening to Curtis Mayfield. He's, he's really feeling it. Somebody make a meme of the of the Cuban Colonel from from Red Dawn and Wood. Fucking uh, Superfly! I can't look at him any other way. Once yeah. I I realize. So Sheen and Swayze stage a two man assault. Um, they killed one Russian guy. It's really like these. None of these bases are very well protected. Eventually, um, it's almost like it's a base in the middle of a town that no one gives a fuck about. It's crazy, to help. right? They're not even defending him. Swayze gets the drop on on the Russian colonel, and then he could easily just shoot him in the back. But instead, he's like, "Hey, turn around! I'm right here. Turn around with your gun, and then you can also shoot me while I shoot you." And they end up shooting each other. Um. Sheen is injured and Swayze's like carrying. I thought she, I thought, was it Sheen that got shot? I thought Swayze got shot. Swayze was carrying uh, Sheen already. But they're both shot. Right. But the reason why Superfly let him go is because it looked like they were already going to die. Right. But then this Cuban colonel who's shown himself throughout the movie to be a ruthless baby killer. But he's is confronted <laughs> by the two his two the, the banes of his existence for the last year in this town. The reason he can't get promoted, the reason he can't go home to his baby, and then they're right in front of him, and he's like, "Oh, it's okay." And he slams he says, his yeah, he slams oh, his AK to the ground, and then that's basically how the movie ends. They uh, eventually so. Leah Thompson and Danny live on. And then there's a monument erected to them where they carved everybody's name in the rock. And I, I challenge you to try to carve a name into a rock with a knife. Just go try to do it right now. See how easy it is. But they did tons of names. And also, like, this, they're building towards something. And then they just give nothing us, like, happens. the most yeah. anticlimactic ending ever. Yeah. There's no, sh- there's nothing. And what's the, what's the, the, the two main characters die on a park bench of yeah. fucking handsome death indeed, both of those guys. But they die. <laughs> and then there's no more, then we just see a plaque. Well, you know, it says in the trivia that, like, they had to add the plaque scene to the end. Just to let the audience know that America won because the ending tested so poorly with audiences. Oh, it should have abruptly it ended. Oh, that they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we won. I mean, like we didn't fucking. It's not this dire. Like we came back and won. But they weren't supposed to. It was supposed to just end and be like, well, we're gonna get to the safe zone, and hopefully that's it. And then they had to change it. And that's why it was just named it yeah. partisan rock. 
Yeah, partisan <laughs> rock. What I mean, is that partisan rock? Wolverine rock or so, something. Partisan cool, rock. Like, yeah. Partisan rock. What's partisan. that even mean? Partisan. Get out of here. That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's Red Dawn. That's what happened in that movie. Um, it's a, depressing. It's a real piece of shit. One of the worst ones. It's not like Howard the Duck bad, but it's one of the worst ones we've done on the show by far. It's really, uh, if you grew up around a certain time, you were real fired up for this movie. And if you go watch, back and watch it now, it is just horrible. Really, it's, really it's bad like- movie. Chew. It's it's a tough chew. Yeah, it's it is really bad. Yeah. It doesn't. It it feels like when when I was like in sixth grade and my buddy's dad had a video camera. And we're like, all right, let's make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, first we're gonna have a bunch of kids defeat, uh, let's say the Soviets, Cubans, and Nicaraguans. Like it, do, it doesn't feel like a real plot that anyone, no. any adult should come up with. No, it's horrible. I also can't think of another movie where like no good shit happens to the main characters. Like there's no redeeming yeah. moments in yeah. the story. That's a really good like, point. Maybe a Requiem for a Dream. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Movie I can think of where I'm like, I'm never watching that again. The high point was Paris Booth almost fucked a high school girl. <laughs> That's was, true. I mean, he was resistant to it, but yeah. he was also kind of into it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's. I would have liked to have seen that play out a little bit more. I might fuck Caroline in the city right now, right. so I'm gonna go with. This. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lorraine McFly. Uh, okay, guys, anything else to add? Any any anything we missed here? No. Let me know what you want to do in this way. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll definitely do it. Uh, okay, I really appreciate it for Mark the Nomad for Ed Daly. My name is Brian Beckner. Uh, a f- few more movies coming up so pay attention to this feed we know everybody's kind of like in a holding pattern the world is nuts right now we're all like in our houses for the most part it's just well, I would I would say we're all in our houses and going crazy or I respect you more if you've got a job where you have to be out totally Absolutely. Feel for you. Yep. Sucks. Yep. Uh, uh, sucks. Yeah. Much love and respect to everybody in our audience. We're going to tr- just try to bust out a few of these movies to just kind of like help fill the day for you guys. So, you know, listen, tell your friends and just kind of, you know, lose, lose it for an hour and a half or so while we, uh, while we talk to you about stupid movies. So, uh, for Mark the Nomad, for Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 312 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Weekly, that's what we do with Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Plus, you know, there's Kate with a C, but she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me. Talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers, reviewing some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TV.